0: How has the FDN course been for you in terms of like the expectations that you had prior to going in? Has it exceeded it, maybe matched it, maybe a little bit less than in certain places? So I'd like to hear thus far what's been going on for you.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It has so exceeded it. And, I, you know, yeah. if we keep it real here, right? I'm thinking, okay, I've been through some health coaching programs. This is fine. You know, I already have a pretty successful coaching business and I, you know, single mom of two boys. And, all of a sudden I'm getting into the material, I'm like, wow, this is like nothing that I have ever really studied before, right?
0: Hello and welcome to the Health Detect Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the functional diagnostic nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com, but for now, here is today's episode. What is going on, my friends? And welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, a.k.a. Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. We are talking to Dee Davidson. She is actually one of the few people who we've ever interviewed that are actively training in the FDN course. Most people that we interview have either already graduated from FDN or they might be another type of professional that aren't necessarily in line to do FDN and we know that they might not ever do it and we bring them on for their respective expertise. So this is kind of a unique episode where we bring someone on who is actively training. The reason we brought on Dee is because she had a tremendous amount of success in the affiliate marketing space of health and has done very well for herself. It's something to be very proud of. But what was happening is despite her being into this very healthy life, lifestyle and knowing much much more than probably the average person walking down the street she still found herself not in the place that she wanted to be she was struggling with unexplained infertility uh, at a younger ish age right she should have been able to get pregnant and that actually ended up working out really well which you'll find out about in the podcast itself but the other thing that was happening is you know she was doing okay and i think this happens a lot of times in the health space we we try some things and we end up doing okay we know we're not doing great but we're not as bad as we once were and so we kind of just accept it and stay at this little line of neutrality where hey, it's not that great but it's not as bad as it used to be but it's FDNs we want to be great we want to take this to the highest level possible and so what's really cool about D's story is when you hear what she learned from going through FDN at least so far and getting her lab results back but she has gotten pretty far into the course she found that there was still plenty to work on even though she has been doing this for decades so I think it shows the level that FDNs are at it's not a testament to or it's not a lack of a testament rather to D. It's a testament to FDN. This is what people need to be doing if they want to take their health to the highest level. So a little bit more about her before we get started here. Coach D has been living a healthy lifestyle consistently for decades and during that time she's refined her healthy living strategy to provide the best results but more importantly to get those results while having fun. After struggling with this unexplained infertility, Dee decided to investigate the possible causes of her diagnosis. Unexplained didn't really sit well, and she wanted to uncover what was hidden under this blanket term. Fast forward 14 years later, she is now helping other women with infertility and hormone challenges. And I must mention in here, because she didn't, she actually had uh, two successful pregnancies. One was with IVF, but the other was without any at all. Coach D's favorite thing to do is now help others regain their health, happiness, and live a fulfilled life. With so much data and Dr. Google at our fingertips, D is helping her clients understand their bio-individual matters. Well, we're excited to talk to her, and again, it's a huge compliment that we're having her on but not even really with her being an FDN yet right just going through the course and i'm sure we'll have her back on in the future to share some to share some additional knowledge and probably going to be business related when we do that without further ado let's get to today's episode all right hello d welcome to the health detective podcast i'm glad we got this finally worked out
1: <laughs> yes thanks for having me
0: D is a trooper. Uh, we screwed up some things on my end, so I'm glad that we got this on. And she was nice enough to come on a couple days before Christmas here, so that was kind of cool because this is actually my slow time, but this is the time that no one else wants to get on podcasts with me, so I thank you very much for that. And um, we have an interesting podcast today because it's I mean, in almost 200 episodes, it's pretty or over 200 now, excuse me. It's pretty rare that we actually get someone that is still actively going through the course. Uh, but the reason we wanted to bring Dion is because it's not that she's any novice to this space. I mean, she already has her own business. She's been doing these things for a while and wanted to add on FDN as an additional thing. So we'll talk about why you wanted to do that um, later in the podcast. But what I'm most curious about is your story. And I know that you had talked about you listen to the podcast. So you already know which question I start off with. I like to know how people got into this space because it's never accidental. At the very least, they saw health issues happen in someone else or usually it was something going on with themselves. So what made you get into this kind of alternative space and how did that look like for you uh, to start off with?
1: Sure. Thanks for asking. My story is really, I like to say, a few different parts. So I'm going to take you back to the beginning and walk you to where I'm at today. So my story in this type of holistic health space starts with um, probably when I was about Thirty, I was going to the gym, eating healthy, doing all the things, and all of a sudden, I was just putting on weight, and those things weren't working anymore for me. Uh, and I would look at pictures and think, like, who is this person? Why is this happening? I was going to the gym five or six days a week, and again, eating things that you know are marketed to be healthy: whole wheat bread and low-fat yogurt, and all those things. And I am fortunate that I met a, a health coach who went to the IIN through a women's networking group that I run. And something just spoke to me that day that said, you need to connect with this woman, Shannon, and, and talk to her about what's going on with your body. And uh, I didn't even know anything about that type of coaching. So I hooked up with Shannon and she said, oh, you know, you can pay me for a grocery store tour. And I went with her to the grocery store and we went aisle by aisle. And literally, I told her I'm eating this whole week bread. And, You know, she educated me on all of that stuff, ingredient labels. And she gave me this huge, I'll never forget, it was like a manila folder with all this paperwork and tips and all of this stuff. And, um, you know, it was really eye opening to me that all of the marketing that's going on with food and we don't know, right? It's not. wasn't my fault that I was eating the stuff that wasn't necessarily helping my body or, you know, really nourishing my body. It was really eye-opening. And um, in conjunction to that, I also met a woman who uh, did women's fitness training and it was all natural, no you know, drinking shakes and doing all that stuff. And she's a wonderful lady. And she taught me a little bit about um, the type of exercise to do And, uh, you know, I was doing a lot of, uh, you know, cardio and things like that, that really just weren't working for me anymore with my uh, changing into 30s. So with those two things, I started to become aware of, uh, you know, holistic options, food, how to nourish my body and things like that. And I was able to, you know, release uh, about 40 pounds and have been able to keep that off, which is a big thing where, you know, we know a lot of people get on these yo-yo diets and never really truly heal and they're on and off losing weight, gaining weight, things like that. So that was initially um, how I learned about holistic health. Do you have any questions about that before I move on to part B?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Well, I got to comment on one thing because I think it's a genius business idea that could be very easily applied in today's world. Man, if I lost everything, I'm thinking about this. I think one of the fastest ways to get clients is to do things in public, like do public talks. Many people don't want to do that. Okay, well, instead of a public talk, people are intimidated by the stuff at the grocery store and the health food store. I would be calling my local health food store. I got some good relationships with them here. But even if I didn't, a lot of these are mom and pop shops, right? So they want business. I'd call them up and say, hey, what's your slowest time? Um, 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Okay, cool. Do you mind if I bring in like five, 10 people to do a tour of your store so they can learn about how good your products are and why they should be purchasing it? Uh, yeah, come on in whenever you want, right? Like why, who would say no to that? And then I charge $25 a person. So there's some skin in the game or maybe 20, whatever it is. And now I've just given them, I given, I got myself some money, but I also gave myself an opportunity to establish myself as an expert. As I go through this one by one and show them how much I know about the products on the shelves or the supplement section, whatever it might be. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, please go to part B. But, uh, I had to say that on the side note, there's a good business idea and there is no shortage of people who need that.
1: <laughs> yes. And you know, I still keep in touch with this woman, Shannon, although it's been uh, a long time, Like you know, I'm, I'm approaching 50 now, you know, so it was a long time ago. But I did reach out to her as recent as last year and said, you know, you changed my life because I really Mm -hmm. do believe that information changed my life and put me on the path that I'm on now, going deeper and deeper with those layers. You know, that gets a little bit addicting when we're in this space, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So. The second piece was fast forward. um, I like to make the joke that, you know, some of us spent a lot of time trying not to get pregnant. And, you know, I was on birth control for a long time and all that. And then you go and you're like, all right, I do want to have a family. And then nothing's happening. And you're like, what the heck? I spent all this time trying to prevent it and now it's not happening. So that brings me to the part B, which is my unexplained infertility. And the reason that hormone health is so near and dear to my heart is because you know, I went through this unexplained infertility journey where we had all these tests under the sun, you know, uh, blood work and all of these things, and dye tests and everything. And they, the diagnosis they came back with was unexplained infertility. And that no diagnosis is good. But that was a very frustrating one for me because I was thinking, I want to know the reason there's got to be a reason why this isn't happening. And it's, it's, again, so frustrating when people will say to you, just relax, it'll happen. And that's like the last thing you want to hear when you're going through, uh, you know, an infertility journey. Um, yeah. It's
0: like, I think you could have told them that too. Like unexplained infertility. It's like, yeah, that's what I came in for. I didn't, why don't, <laughs> what kind of diagnosis is that? Right? Like exactly. I, already, I have the problem. That's why I'm here. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, you know, the, uh, the, person that I am is like, I just am very tenacious with things. Like I want answers to things. I go drill deep. And so I started to explore and um, join some support groups for infertility. I met a, another woman in my community who had gone through a long infertility journey. Same thing. I'm going to explain infertility. And I opened that Pandora's box of, uh, you know, learning about detoxification, environmental toxins, uh, the bath and body works that I was using for years and like layered on like lotion and sprays and I didn't know so you know I tell people you can't feel bad or blame yourself um and you know there's so many unknowns you can't say it was this or it was that but it really opened my eyes to this whole world of uh, of health and how we are you know born with certain certain genes however we you know lifestyle factors and environmental factors really pull that trigger so I, uh, you know, went through this unexplained infertility journey and never got a diagnosis. By the way, uh, but you know, I was able to conceive my first son. God bless technology and, and medicine through IVF. And then during that time, I also had been cleaning up my lifestyle. I had been changing over not only food, but at that time, I had not been thinking about yet my shampoo, you know, my lotions, my soaps, my toothpaste, all of that stuff that you know your skin's your largest organ it's going right into your bloodstream i don't know why i, I always thought of my skin as a shell i guess and it's it's certainly not that um, so i started to clean all of that stuff up and then fast forward 2 years after i had my first son is it coincidence or is it because i did some of these things and started to detoxify and clean up my everyday lifestyle that i was you know i had no problem with my second child and that's a story i think we hear a lot Whether it's that our body all of a sudden knows what to do, right, because it's gone through it once, or if it was lifestyle, I'm not sure. But uh, that brought me to the part of looking at other factors beyond food and exercise. I think many of us start with, you know, i got to work out and eat healthy, but then there's all the other factors.
0: Wow, that is so awesome. I love... Hearing um, these types of stories, I've never had to. I mean, I've never attempted to have kids or anything, but I'm still very aware that this is a important thing for people, um, especially for women. There's this uh, kind of unknown, but mostly known time limit on this stuff, right? Where we kind of have this idea in our head that okay, this is you know getting to the point where maybe I can't do this. And I love these stories of someone who, as technically, I mean, by definition, you were getting older, but actually increased your health so much that you were able to do this. I had a, a doctor on a while ago, a Matma Simmons, and I'm not actually suggesting anyone do this. This is certainly not medical advice, but she was researching a tribe that was still having birth or the women were still giving birth into their late fifties and early sixties. And they were wow. healthy pregnancies. Now I am, I'm not saying that we're going to pull that off even with the best of functional medicine in today's world, with everything else that we have going on, but it does kind of make you wonder like what We we have to know this. We can all agree on this. If forty would be the upper end that most people would say in like America, hey, maybe you should be careful with the pregnancy. We know it has to be higher in the wild because like we do everything wrong.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) I think of my dad. My dad is you know the youngest. He was the oops baby, right? Um, His his older brother was twenty years older than him. But I think my grandmother was. She was like forty nine or something when she had my dad. So you know. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we always know with Western medicine, it's like whatever narrative was pushed. Like, oh, if it's 40, okay. Like I know it's higher. I don't know how much higher uh, that would take a lot of research probably, but it's definitely higher than that. And yeah, I mean, I- I'm glad that you also mentioned, I-, I like your objectivity with the Western side too, right? Because you're very thankful for IVF and what yeah, you're able absolutely. to do for that. Um, and then still working through the stuff, doing what you had to do. And then this second pregnancy can happen um, in a healthy way and totally Naturally, I think that's that's what we need. We need people, especially as FDNs, we got to be objective to both sides. There's a time and place for both things. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, if we look from a totally biological perspective, and I'm a spiritual person, but from a purely biological perspective, we are here to reproduce. And okay. so if one partner or both partners can't do that, we should clearly be having our red flags go off in our head where it's like, all right, something must be wrong with my body right now. So what can I do to fix it? And, um, like you said, you kept peeling back those layers, right? Because it starts with the food and then it's like, okay, wow, everything's toxic. <laughs>
1: like, right, and, and, that's, and then you kind of reverse. I tell people now, like, you know, I have a coaching business now. Am I, one of my clients the other day was asking me about like, you know, she loves dark chocolate and, we know, the benefits of dark chocolate, you know, and uh, she's like, "All oh, these brands have, you know, lead in them and I'm like, okay, you got to kind of rewind too that. You can get to that place where mm-hmm. you can overwhelm yourself or feel like I can't go out to eat or do anything. And so you go full tr- throttle, that's my experience. And then you, you kind of scale it back to be realistic too.
0: That's not talked about enough. So thank you, because yeah, I was on that full throttle for probably two years longer than I needed to be. So I'm, I'm starting to let up a little bit. Um, I, th- I believe there was a part C to this, correct? Was there? Three yes. Parts to it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: <laughs> so I so I left my corporate job. My background is in, in the investment world. So I worked for a large investment corporation. Very boring, uh, you know, nine to five job, but good paying. It's what the society tells you to do, right? Go to go to school and then go into the corporate world. But I left when I had my first son. Because my dream was to be home with uh, you know my kids and and be at all the play dates and do all those things, so I had left and uh, I had a one year old and a three year old and I found uh, this company. I was always looking for uh, you know non toxic products, healthier products, and I stumbled upon this company called Pure Haven. Have you heard of Pure Haven prior to me?
0: I I don't think so, no.
1: So uh, you know I stumbled upon this company. Long story very short is that my son had eczema and nothing was helping. And the doctors had said, you know, try the steroid cream, but not too often because it's linked to childhood leukemia. And I, again, knowing everything I know, I'm like, no, I'm going to look for an alternative to this. So I stumbled across this company called uh, Pure Haven. And uh, I discovered another issue, which is something called greenwashing. I'm sure you're familiar, familiar with uh, how companies greenwash and say their products are all natural, green, free and clear. Uh, so I met this woman through this company, Pure Haven, and I, you know, she had responded to something in mom's group about my son's eczema. And uh, I bought the cream and it cleared up his eczema literally in three nights. It has like calendula in it and all it was totally all natural, uh, real deal, organic ingredients made right in Rhode Island. And um, I was blown away. I was like, these products are pretty good. I'll take the cream, you know, I'll buy the cream and the, the wash or whatever for my child. You know, he was three. Mm-hmm. And uh, what ended up happening was, you know, she tried to uh, recruit me for the company. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm home. And I already use all natural, uh, non-toxic products. I shop at Whole Foods. And I do still shop at Whole Foods. But now I am also aware that not everything at Whole Foods is truly good for you, right?
0: (laughs) It's a scary place sometimes, honestly, yeah. (laughs) Right?
1: So uh, she said, I think we need to talk. You know, you you think you're doing better and spending more money, but, you know, she gave me this, um, just kind of like Shannon did with the food, she gave me this list of uh, top 20 toxins to look for in your personal care products, you know, what those toxins could do to your health, and, uh, you know, I'll admit, being home with a one and a three-year-old, I had lost a piece of myself, Evan, and I was thinking... Uh, I, I feel a little guilty because I thought I wanted to be a stay at home mom. However, I feel um, like I've lost myself and the day is long and I'm counting down till you know, my partner gets home and all this stuff. So I saw an opportunity with this company. It was a brand new company out of Rhode Island. I'm like, I could really partner with them, get behind this. And um, the reason I share that is because it connected me with so many other wellness professionals, which is also what I love about FDN is that we have this large community and we continue to learn from different different experts, right? So I I joined this company and um, just thought I could get out of the house a few days and do some seminars and educate people on what's in their everyday products. But it really is a bigger part of where I am now because it connected me to so many uh, chiropractors and acupuncture people and nutritionists, and all these people that I learned from and improved my family's health. And also, I'm able to, you know, my kids are 10 and 12 now, incorporate those tools and those things that I didn't have, right? I didn't mm-hmm. grow up with any of that. So, I feel fortunate to have that uh, community, which those how did I end up in FDN? Fast forward a little bit. I, you know, I still partner with Pure Haven. I don't actively uh, go out and recruit for that business or build it. I've been able to have a, a successful residual income from that. And I nice. still partner with them very much. I think that the safest products on the market. Um, however, over the years I, I gained all this knowledge from all these different experts and applied it. And people kept asking me, you know, how do you stay fit? And how do you, you know, you're almost 50 and you look like you're in your thirties and you know, all of these things, they, 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 they were attracted to that I was doing, um, I started to think about like, hey, uh, is there value in me going into health coaching and helping people beyond, you know, understanding toxins in their everyday products mm-hmm. and sharing these non-toxic personal care products? And I just kind of put it out there, put the feelers out there. And I had a lot of interest. So that's when I started doing the health coaching stuff, enrolled in IIN, which was great. Um, you know, I even did their uh, hormone health certification. And that was great. So for two years, I was doing uh, some group health coaching um, and few one on one clients. But as time went on, what I really realized was that um, a lot of my clients saw improvements in their health with the general health coaching that I was doing. But then there was this, you know, percentage of people who no matter what they were eating or what they're doing for exercise and mindset and all that stuff and the inner healing, that's still something was up with them. And, um, I had been intrigued by the FDN program because my son who, uh, you know, is 10 now when he was three, he had a GI issue. He had this juvenile polyp syndrome or he has that that's a genetic disorder And uh, we had gone to countless doctors and um, they just told me like he's low in iron, but as a mother, I knew something more was going on. And I met an FDN who is uh, a couple towns over. And she just blew me away with all of the questions and the things that she detected with my son's health Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, back then, which was, you know, and I'm in touch with her. Now she sees my post and she's like, Hey, you're in the FDN program, which is cool because the community is so supportive. But uh, what happened with my, traditional, you know, nothing wrong with it, but, you know, IAN coaching and gen- generic coaching was that I felt like I didn't have enough information about these clients. And I remembered Maggie, my FDN that helped with my son. And I, I thought, how can I get gain knowledge on these tests and, and put the pieces together for my clients in a, a different way, in a deeper way to, you know, again, look at the whole health approach. And so that is when I started to look into FDN and asked her like, hey, what's the, what is this FDN program? And um, that's how I got where I'm at now, because I want to have those tools to say to my clients, we're not, we know this is a slogan, right? We're not guessing, we're testing. And we have mm-hmm. this picture of what is really truly going on here. Nice.
0: This is awesome. I always love to, and uh, as someone who listens to the podcast, you know this, I love the uniqueness in all the stories, but then really it all comes down to one major similarity, whether again, it's for the clients or for themselves. They just get to the point where they're doing a bunch of the stuff. They're doing actually things better than probably 95% of people that they know, at least sometimes it's like 99% of the people that they know, and it's still not working. And at least not working to the way that they want to. And that's what happened to me, right? Because I'm like 21 years old. I wasn't drinking. I was eating organic at 21. I'm like spending all my money on that. And my friends, I'd watch them go kill half a handle of vodka and wake up on four hours of sleep and go to work the next day. And if I even tried to touch one drink of alcohol, I would have had a migraine for the next 48 hours. So it's like... I just, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I'm taking way better care of myself and you're doing nothing. And yeah, I feel like crap and you're totally fine. And so, yeah, it gets to the point where it's just obvious that something else is needed here. So I'm glad that you ended up um, knowing that person and just kind of got connected with them. And I want to revalidate that idea from before, whether it's a public talk or doing that grocery store thing. You said yourself, you were just blown away by the questions this individual was asking and the insights that they had. The way that you're able to talk as an FDN once you graduate, that doesn't mean you have to be perfectly uh, verbally fluent. You don't have to be a podcast host or a speaker. I'm not saying that. It's the content that you're able to spew out afterwards. It impresses people, man. We're really We're talking their language like, oh, wow, this person gets me. So maybe they can help me. And I think it kind of sells itself in that way. Um, I think this is cool that you're still actively kind of going through it. So has the FDN course, and we're very objective. You could say whatever positive, whatever things you'd like to see improved. How has the FDN course been for you in terms of like the expectations that you had prior to going in? Has it exceeded it? Maybe matched it? Maybe a little bit less than in certain places. So I'd like to hear thus far what's been going on for you.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It has... So exceeded it. And, you know, we keep it real here, right? I'm thinking, okay, I've been through some health coaching programs. This is fine. You know, I already have a pretty successful coaching business. And I, you know, single mom of two boys. And all of a sudden, I'm getting into the material. I'm like, wow, this is like nothing that I have ever really studied before, right? Even with the hormone health certification, it's like, okay, you can learn how things work. But totally different uh, exceeded my expectations i'm blown away you know things like the um, metabolic typing have made so much sense for my own body i was a little afraid uh, you know i came back as carbo type and i'm like no way i'm not eating more carbs and, you know i'm 48 years old but then once you know you really study it and you put it together it makes so much sense the whole bio-individuality that um, there's so much of like, hey, if you're in this age range or this is going on, do the paleo, do this, do that. But uh, it has really exceeded my expectations. Um, And I've had so many comments, my marketing has changed to to speak to that bio-individuality and not just, uh, you know, jumping on the bandwagon of you're in this demographic or you have Crohn's, eat this way, you do this, you know, you're in this demographic. Um, The course is really, really just been amazing. I I can't wait to get out and like really uh, implement this stuff and, and help people heal as a whole.
0: Cool. And I know that you said that you um like the sense of community like in general, even with the work that you do outside of this. And so I think that's one of the most fun parts about FDN now as a trainee. When I went through five and a half years ago, we did not have that FDN trainee Facebook group. And now, I mean, I've seen your name in there multiple times, right? It's a place where people can post their progress and just share something that they're proud of. It's a place where people can ask a question um, or even get connected with other FDNs. So is that something, I mean, I know that you've posted in there, so maybe I'm, I'm asking this kind of with the answer in mind, but... But I'm curious, like, did you find that to be particularly useful? Like as you're going through the course, is that something that you believe people should be utilizing or was it more just like a fun thing to have in the background?
1: No, I think it's, it's really great to have the support and, you know, especially in the beginning when I started to dive into the content and um, feel overwhelmed to know that other people may feel the same, ask Mm -hmm. questions. Uh, I think the community is huge. And even outside of the Facebook community page, uh, you know, when when Maggie saw that I was posting about FDN and, and my stories and all that. And it was so um, just such a great feeling that she reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I'm so excited to geek out on this stuff with you and that she's one town over. And it wasn't like that whole competitive like, oh, no, there's another FDN coming into the to the area. And, you know, she's already helped me with some scenarios with clients and things. And I'm like, wow, this is really awesome that you have this whole Support system again, going back to experts and different things, um, experiences that people have had. The community is just really awesome. You know, the the calls that you know the Friday calls and all the questions that come up from that, and having the access to to read right there. I'm just blown away by all his knowledge and him being right there yeah. with us.
0: Yeah, I I hope people get that because it is cool. I mean, Reed Davis is almost seventy years old. He's been doing this for decades. The guy could have retired. A very long time ago. And I mean, he's still he's traveling, he's speaking, he's getting on podcasts, he's directly working with the trainees as they're going through. And so, um, does that mean it's perfect? No, but I mean, you can't argue ever to me that the guy doesn't care. I mean, that that's for sure, right? This could have been done a while ago. We have other great teachers too. It's not like we don't have great mentors that could cover it. Um, I think that's just love. He just loves what he's doing, he loves working with these people. And um, what's what's cool for you is you were already in a much better space health wise. Like, like you said, I mean, I totally agree with that. I wouldn't have been the first to Say it because I never know to make these comments, even if it's a positive one. But yes, when you told me you're almost 50, I'm like, holy crap. Okay, obviously you do not look 50. So you're doing many things right with the health side. But when you were going through FDN, did you find because you have the metabolic typing thing? So I'm I'm curious, are there any other things that you found that you could course correct on with your health or do to improve your health? Because I also know, too, um, you said you're just in the beginning stages of the practical. So you might not even have had these. For those listening, what is called a results and recommendation sh- session with her mentors. So they're going over your live lab results with you, and we include labs in the cost of tuition. So maybe we can't even say this fully yet, but I- I'm curious: have there been any insights into your own health that could be improved with FDN? Have oh you gotten that far? I'm So
1: glad that you asked this, uh, Evan, because I have had my RNRs, and it was a little bit yeah, like whoa, idea. right, when I got them. Um, and also, I have to back up to say in the space and I know I hear over and over again you have to be open to information and science changing all the time and you have to be humble enough to rethink things that you might have thought you know even a month ago so the the program has really made me rethink certain things about my own health my health coaching um not using the one size fits all approach type of thing and those results uh yeah they were they were really eye opening for me and uh Made sense too. Uh, So when I got my test results back, I was in or I am in the exhaustive phase. And I don't know if you want to explain what that is to to anyone that's listening.
0: I'll, I'll give them a quick rundown if they don't know, because actually I was just entering that myself as well as a 21 year old freaking guy. Like I was already entering that. The exhaustive phase of HPA axis dysfunction, which is I mean, some people are still using the term adrenal fatigue. Thankfully, it's dying out a little bit, but HPA axis dysfunction is technically what it is. If someone's in that exhaustive phase, guys, it means there has been a lot of stress going on with the body for a pretty long amount of time. I mean, I guess if someone had like a severely traumatic event, you could get very rapidly into there, maybe in a matter of six months to a year. But like even with something that severe, it would take that long. Uh, Most people for the exhaustive phase, as was probably the case for you, certainly the case for me, it's a lot of stress or excess stress rather over time for a good period of time. And then all of a sudden the body's just like, dude, we can't do this anymore. We can't handle all this extra stuff. So um, that would be my little simple explanation so that I don't take up too much time from you.
1: Yeah. So for me, uh, it it was an opportunity, right? It is an opportunity to reevaluate what's going on with my health because people look at me. And again, I look great on the exterior. And this is what I tell people. You can see people walking around who – uh, you know, you hear people I have a good friend who she did triathlons, did all these things. And then she just had all of a sudden she from one day to the next, she has pneumonia a couple times. She's got leukemia, right? And you're like, well, they're the healthiest person. Right. So you cannot judge a book by its cover. Right. Yeah. And when I got those results back, a few things. So like, you know, again, an exhaustive phase. And I thought about uh, my beliefs and all of the workouts and pushing myself that I'm doing. Uh, To scaling that stuff back. Um, And again, uh, how I was eating was totally off for my body, Uh, you know, not processing, breaking down protein. Uh, All of those things really were eye opening for me because I, I don't feel exhausted, but my body's exhausted right inside. Uh, to think like, all right, I have a chance right now to work on rebuilding my health because most people don't see that till they have that diagnosis. And I think that's a huge thing that not just for people who aren't feeling well, but that everyone kind of get a read on like, what is my state of health?
0: Yes. And that's, that's a major point with this. FDN is for everyone. You could take the sickest of the sick and we could find many things to optimize with them, but it's also that course corrector for someone who overall feels like they're in a pretty good space. I mean, I knew I wasn't healthy uh, when I went through the course, but i I was twenty one I'd been doing this thing for like three years. I went through IIN as well I'm eating organic I'm doing the things I'm certainly not doing the stuff that every average twenty one year old was engaging in at that time around me, and yet I'm still sitting here like not doing overall great and the good news about this is. Because it could be a little bit, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, at least it could be a little bit of a check to the ego almost like, damn, like I thought I, I knew more about this and I'm still in that spot. We could look at it that way, or we could flip that perspective and say, wait a second, I'm so lucky I found this now so that I don't go back into that other place that I was in before. And I, this means if, even if I think I feel good right now, I can by definition feel better. Like I have to be able to feel better. And what I have found, I mean, I'm 27 now. It's not that I didn't get the bulk of my healing from FDN within the first year. I did. That, that was like kind of the major percentage points came from that. But I have still found to this day that I continue to learn. I continue to get more intelligent with how I approach this. And I'm feeling better and better. I mean, I had a I had a broken foot in addition to the health issues. And the broken foot was a, a way lagging injury, like lasted for years. I went from running and basketball all the time to really not running for almost four years straight. And now I'm getting back into a... Like pickleball, we're doing that. jujitsu, awesome. boxing, all these okay. cardiovascular things. And I'm like, damn, this is the guy that couldn't even do three workouts a week before without catching a cold. Every time I would go wow. to the gym as a kid, I was so sick that I was getting these colds and flus from going. And now it's like I am 27. If anything, I mean, not that that's old, but I should feel somewhat worse than 18. And yet I got like three different sports going on, lifting a career, all these things. And I I feel better than I've ever had. So you almost kind of get a little feeling of reverse aging in the world of FDN. Um, I can't literally promise that, but that is sometimes how it feels, right?
1: (laughs) I totally agree. And even, you know, just implementing some of this stuff throughout the, like the metabolic typing, the food sensitivity testing. I I always thought like even with food sensitivity, like, Oh, if you don't have a headache, or you are not like having a skin rash? I don't need to know. I'm not 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 understanding now how that, um, you know, taxes the body and how you're taking away energy and function from other things. And just implementing that stuff with my current clients is just seeing how quickly that stuff turns around and translates to better sleep, more energy. Right. Mm -hmm. The bloating, the digestion, all of that stuff, all of those little pieces. It's really, really cool to watch.
0: I actually want to ask you a question about that from your perspective with the FDN course, because you already had said that you just said that you're applying some of these things with clients. And this is my own fault. I think one of the issues when I do these podcasts is, of course, all of us love the labs, we get super nerdy with that. And it can sometimes be misrepresented that yes, even though we are a very technical school with that teaches you advanced lab analysis, and my gosh, in a sense, the FDN course, even though that's more than enough to have a career with this, that's just the surface. If you really want to nerd out and take this to the next level i mean you could talk to some weirdos here at ftd that just they know more about labs than you could have ever possibly imagined but you're you're not someone with access to the labs yet because you haven't you know you're still working on the graduation and stuff so you're already able to apply principles though from the course that are helping clients. So at the end of the day, I mean, I consider FDN a lifestyle based program that utilizes the labs as a tool. Um, Clearly, that's what you're finding to be the case as well, right? Because otherwise, you wouldn't be able to add anything into these clients. So you're changing in things just from knowledge, not even from the labs.
1: Definitely. And you know, that metabolic typing and the food sensitivity thing alone, as a basis, and I know when we go through our own r rs I say like, that's, Priceless, that's valuable. That is your makeup right there. You know, food sensitivities can change, but that metabolic typing is who you are. It's like a gift that you get of, hey, here that thing is so accurate too. Hey, here's a a little booklet that says this is how your body, you know, works best, how you convert food to energy best. And these are the foods that are gonna really fuel you. It's that right there, that one thing I think everyone needs to know.
0: The metabolic typing one's always funny because it's – I mean, as, as two people who went through IIN, we learned a bunch of different dietary theories, right? And yet I had never heard about metabolic typing personally until I came through FDN. And I'm like, this is the best one I found. Why do people not talk about this? And you realize, well – it's complicated, right? Like people that are on the diet trends and I've been subject to this. So I'm talking about myself too. Sure. We want simple, yeah. like just tell me what I can and can't eat. And like sure. metabolic typing, you kind of have to go a little I think farther than the surface yeah, to really understand it. Um, and it's not just as simple as what to eat and what not to eat. It's kind of the combinations. It's kind of like, well, I, I love what, uh, I think it was Bill Walcott himself that said this you know, bad food is bad for everyone, but good food is only good for some people. And that's really what metabolic typing is versus in the world of dietary theory. Normally it's not that Way. It's black and white. It's good as good and bad as bad. Good is right. good for everyone, though. Everyone should be doing the paleo thing 100%, or everyone should be doing the vegan thing 100%. And it's just like, that's not the case, especially, my gosh, you brought it up. When you bring in food sensitivities into the mix, now you truly can see that good food is not good for everyone. People are right. sensitive to avocados. What's wrong with avocados, right? <laughs> but right. it might be bad for the person if they're having an immune response every day. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to talk about like what's uh, in the future for you because I mean you'll be graduated here uh, from the time of recording this. You've already done the R and Rs within a, a month or two, basically, so that's very exciting. And congrats in advance. Uh, were you like you're already working with the clients? You've been doing that for a while. You're helping them implement things from the FDN side. Do you have clients like waiting and ready to do labs, or will that be a new introduction for them once you graduate?
1: Oh yes, I have had people that. You know, again, through my group coaching, uh, my whole approach has got to change now as far as my uh, business model, because my group coaching is something that I'm like, hey, everyone, my demographics, women 40 plus, right, with hormone um, health curiosity and what I learned through my hormone health certification and the studies that I've done over the last 20 years on hormone health. Uh, it was very cookie cutter, if you will, right? So it's like you take all the information that you taught, how the body works, lifestyle factors, um, and it's packaged into my to my program, and um, they're in a group for community, and that's all great. And now, with all of the knowledge that I have and understanding that every body has different things going on at a deeper level and how they integrate and work together, uh, that Approach is no longer really resonating for me right now. I'm questioning, like, hey, this is good, but not for everybody. Doesn't go through this cookie cutter program and get the same results. Many of them do with changing some of these factors, but there is still that percent of people that don't. So that is definitely going to uh, shift for me, and I I see myself always offering a group because we know there's a place for that. Um. However, my practice is going to be more, you know, FDN and cool. one-on-one coaching, going through all of the, you know, the testing and seeing what's going on in the bigger picture, as opposed to, again, going back to saying, well, let's try this. Now let's try that. No, that's not working for you. Let's, you know, change your macros. Let's, you know, all the things that we hear out in that the health coaching space that's more um, guessing. So that, that's definitely where my coaching business is going in 2023 to more personalized, nice. bio-individualized using the FDN methods. And then the group for the, there is a place for that, right? It's, it's a different setting.
0: Yes. I actually, I, if we can for the last uh, little bit here, I want to ask you some business stuff since sure. I mean, you've had success yeah. with this. The one thing I knew I forgot this, so I got to go back because I love this point that you made about someone can look good externally, yes. but that doesn't, mean it's great internally and i feel so bad uh for kind of my generation but like a little younger too they are seeing these things online of these jack dudes and girls that look they look phenomenal let's be honest but these people a lot of the times are very sick or they have i mean gosh they're like on drugs you know i'm not saying all of them they're lining
1: yourself up for you know when i look at my tests a lot of unhealthy patterns with uh high protein diets and again, exhaustive uh, workouts that I did, boot camps and all this stuff, right? That I look at them, you know, I'm at the gym and I'm looking at these people and I'm going, oh my gosh, like, what is yeah. it? What is their future health look like,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, indeed. The the beautiful part about it is my girlfriend and I just moved into this apartment. So I'm I'm back near a YMCA that, um, I, I love the YMCA, but I love that I can go to anyone in the country because like, there's no small town LA Fitnesses or like, big name gyms, but you might find a small town YMCA. So it's nice to be able to do that when I'm yes. traveling. And I went back to the Y for the first time, like five, six years, I'd lived somewhere else. And i always remember like there's our, my former high schools right across the street from it. So we go to the high school, we'd go to the Y afterwards. Now, when you're a 16 year old guy, I'm again, I'm not that old, 27, but 10, 11 years ago, you're screwing around. You kind of didn't know what yeah. you were doing. You know, you picked up some weights. Everyone bench pressed seven days a week, pretty much, yeah. right? Like that right. was it. And I go in there now. And so the, the good side about this is, there are these young men in there at 2.30 in the afternoon every time. I can't even go there anymore at that time because they take over. Not only are all of them like squatting and deadlifting, like the things that they actually should be doing, it's perfect form. Like, so they're learning That's from right. online how to do this. But then my heart worries for them Is I'm like, all right, well, what happens? They're clearly motivated by these jack dudes online. Yeah. I'm like, what happens when they realize that they can't actually look like some of these people who – are doing some extra stuff yes. to look the way that they look yes. year round. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so proud of these guys for coming in, learning the form and doing the stuff. I'm like, I never even went down to close to 90 degrees on a squat when I went to the gym at that age, yeah. right? They're like full depth, like 315, 400 yeah. pounds. Like, Holy crap. But I, I hope that that next level works out for them because like, I have this, I won't mention his name. I have a friend, uh, a good friend who's competed at like literally the highest levels in the country at strongman, And he's won. Uh, it's a name that people would actually not know, as a lay person, but easily confined. And he got COVID. Um, He didn't, for whatever this is worth to someone listening, he was not vaccinated. So it's pure COVID. He almost went to the hospital from this. I mean, he wow. was coughing up blood, whatever. This is a elite level athlete that has like an, an incredibly aesthetic build. And then myself, um, I mean, I'm fit. I'm minorly athletic, right? Like not the biggest dude in the world, certainly nothing sure. compared to him. And I got COVID without a vaccine personally for a day and a half and was completely back to normal afterwards. So don't let that stuff trick you guys. Of Like we we put these people on a pedestal for fitness, automatically assuming that equates with health. And sometimes it does. Um, Very often, especially if it's like the thing that's getting 100,000 likes in your Instagram reel yeah, that might not be the person that you necessarily want to, want to look up to for health advice sometimes. So I appreciate you sure. saying that and just uh, being transparent with it. Because yeah, it, it, it matters. It's true, and it's it. very you misleading.
1: Know, especially for women. I I know from, you know, my clients are a little bit older, but, you know, just women will hire the women that look, mm-hmm. you know, a certain way. And it's not always the healthiest way that they are getting there. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. And, and again, what is the future of that? What are you doing to it? your metabolism and your body and
0: all of that. Yeah. Well, at the very least, I know there's a bunch of 17 year olds that can kick my ass. So I need to keep working harder right now because that's what my future is holding right now. In terms of business stuff, to throw that to you, um, I, I believe I could be wrong, but that Pure Haven thing, just based on how you described it. I mean, that sounds like a direct sales affiliate marketing type of thing. I had done one of those actually in the past. I know how hard that is. So to be getting Any form of residual, even if it was a few hundred dollars a month from a network marketing company, that is tough. That's very tough. Um, So it takes a special type of person to be able to pull that off. You've had success with the coaching. I know many people, and I'm just saying something I've seen objectively. I know many people who have went to IIN and that alone was not able to ever help uh, help them have a sustainable business. And you still were able to figure out the business side with that, even without maybe all the tools that you could have had. So uh, you're someone... When I'm thinking about this from the outside, I'm looking at two things that people don't typically have a lot of success with, and yet you've had success with both. The common variable there is obviously you. So what what would you say are some tips that have led you to success um, with business, with like just starting out maybe as someone who wasn't in that entrepreneurial space before because you were doing something else?
1: Yeah, sure. Great question. So the thing that I, and I've mentored a lot of uh, business people and entrepreneurs as well in the direct selling space, as well as just people who are starting up their own business. The thing that I think people get caught up in is all of the marketing and I'm going to start a podcast. And what does my Instagram look like? Rather than thinking about what is my, why am I so passionate about this? What is the purpose? What's the message that I want to get out there? How do I want to help people? And when I go back to the pure Haven business and I remember thinking, all right, how am I going to get this thing going? Like you said, you see people joining these businesses every day. I remember, uh, you know, having a conversation with the owner of that uh, company and brilliant businesswoman. And she said, here's what you need to do. You need to uh, sit down with eight people this month and you're not talking to them about the company or what we sell, but the issue, right? That's what I love about Pure Haven is it's more than products. They say that they started the company to get a message out, not the other way around. So you need to sit down with people and tell them to bring a picture of their shampoo, their deodorant, and their toothpaste Mm. labels, right? and take it from an educational perspective. And then what's going to happen is once people are educated on what you're doing and how important their health is and how they need to care about this stuff, they're going to be attracted to learning more and wanting to do better. Does everyone get attracted to it? No. However, if you do lead with your mission, your purpose, what you believe is helping the other person that just a, a ripple effect. People are attracted to that and focusing on the positives. I think a lot of times, whether it be direct selling or health coaching or any business, people use fear-based tactics or negativity, but really focusing on the positive and how, you know, whether it's FDN or the Pure Haven products can enhance people's lives, make them feel better, bring them more joy, uh, whatever that thing is. I think those two things, leading with how this thing impacts you and what it did for your life sharing the real stories uh, you know stories stories sell as you know like people yeah. they it resonates with people when you start telling stories instead of selling them stuff packages and i got this and i get that uh that that's that's how you you build a business and that's how you get your name out there as the person that you got to talk to you know, D Davidson about infertility because she went through it and her story is bop, bop, bop. It's not, hey, you know, you got to talk to D Davidson because she's uh, a health coach and she's going to have this package for you.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. There's such a There's a magnetism about people who have that passion. That's some of our favorite TV personalities or celebrities or whatever. It's those people that exude that energy from that passion. And the good news is because it's so funny. Some people will like listen to things like this. Like, oh, I don't have that. Dude, if you got into FDN, you would be the first person I've ever met in FDN who didn't do this for a specific reason. You have the passion. You have to let it out. right? Right. And that can come through personal development, certain other things, because I wasn't always this outwardly you know, in your face type of person, sure. I was actually quite reserved, right? So we need to allow that passion to truly come through, be our authentic selves. And you're going to relate with someone, you're going to resonate sure. with someone. Share your story. On every... That's
1: what I say over and over again. Yes. Share your story. We all have story stories, right? But you know, you can spark something and, and someone else and shine your light and, and give someone else hope. And it's cool to see how you can help other people. And you know, I'm a huge believer in if you take yourself out of the equation and you think about how you're helping others, it all it works out for everybody involved.
0: Yeah, facts tell story sell. It's one of That's my favorite phrases. Um, all right, so who do you who is your like demographic that you work with now? I know we've kind of alluded to it, but I always I'd like to give people an opportunity sure. to say it specifically because we have people listening that want to work with our coaches. So, sure. who do you uh, normally help?
1: Yeah. So my my market is hormone health, right? A lot of people uh refer to me because of my infertility journey and their friend told them what I've gone through and so they want more information on infertility. So that is part of my demographic and then the larger part of my demographic really is women 40 plus who have uh you know been challenged. They've gone to the doctor and the doctor says Hey, you're now forty, and this is what your health looks like. And just deal with it. Exercise more, eat less, and it just is what it is. That is the majority of my demographic is, you know, women forty plus who either exhausted, they can't sleep, they uh, don't have any energy, whatever those things are, and they suspect that it's their hormones being off, you know, imbalanced. You and I know. And I love now that I'm going to have this FDN um, to be able to help them with because now I am understanding that uh, it's not just your thyroid or it's not just this one thing. Uh, hey, let's look at everything and, and balance the body seeking that balance. It's going to be such a great thing to be able to offer my clients.
0: Very cool. And where can people find you if they'd like to work with you?
1: Um, they can go right to my website, Confidently Love Yourself, or a same thing on Instagram, Confidently Love
0: Yourself. Excellent. All right. And you know, it is time for the signature question on the health detective podcast. And that question is, if we could give you a magic wand and you could get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health, whether that is literally do one thing or stop doing one thing, what is the one thing that D would get them to do?
1: I would get them to look at their bio individuality as we've been talking over and over again, is getting a picture of what's going on with them. What is that what does that look like for them to really just sit down with someone, and go through all of the key areas of their lifestyle, their health uh, history, and really just look at themselves as individuals and stop comparing themselves to their sister that did keto or their brother that, uh, you know, does HIIT workouts, but just look at themselves as individuals. That's my biggest piece of advice to people.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having
1: me.